Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm here with Leanne. Leanne is going to tell us a little bit about herself and sleep training, which I know is a big, big topic for all of us new moms. Hi, Mariella. Thank you for having me. Yes, it is a huge topic for moms, isn't it? And it's one that can sometimes be surrounded by a lot of confusion as well. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Can you share a little bit about your background and your company and go into what is sleep training? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to. So yeah, my name is Leanne Bruni. Uh, First off, I'm a mom, just like you, just like a lot of your listeners. Uh, I have an amazing husband and we have three boys. So my oldest is four. And then we have identical twins who are two. Yeah, lots of fun around my house. Um, I'm actually also a chiropractor. And I have a large focus in my practice on um, prenatal, postnatal family care. And I am also a certified infant and toddler sleep consultant with We Sleep. Wow. And I'm sure that the sleep training really helps with the twins in your case. <laughs> yes, absolutely. As a parent of multiples, um, it was a, a lifesaver and a game changer. Definitely. Yeah. Um, But yes, I'd love to tell you. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So what is sleep training and why is it important? Absolutely. So I can, I'll speak a little bit about what I do with We Sleep. So um, I work really closely with families, uh, whether it's in home or virtually um, around the globe to create a personalized daily routine and sleep plan that works for their child and their family to get babies and toddlers sleeping through the night independently and taking restful naps during the day. So I can get this all accomplished usually in 10 days or less. So that's what I do. Um, Sleep training in general really focuses on um, building strong, independent sleep skills. So taking away the use of something called a sleep prop. So sleep props are considered um, anything a baby is dependent on to get themselves from point A, which is being awake, to point B, which is being asleep. So some of the common props I encounter um, when I'm working with families can include the use of a soother, maybe being um, rocked, held, bounced, um, or even fed to sleep. So I really want to focus on taking away those props so that you can give the baby uh, that opportunity to learn how to self-soothe and get really, really consolidated sleep. Like I'm talking 10 to 12 hours a night. That's nice. That sounds really nice. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So when should somebody start thinking about sleep training? Yeah, great question. So sleep training is really great to start when a baby is about three and a half to four months old. And obviously we want to make sure there's no health concerns and that the baby is a really great weight. So we're looking at upwards of about 12 pounds. But I do also offer a service called sleep shaping. So this actually allows parents from the newborn stage all the way up to three months to to begin a bit of a loose schedule. So um, just to start some really healthy sleep habits. And I mean, by no means will the schedule be set in stone, (laughs) definitely not with a newborn and a baby will definitely not be sleeping through the night, but really just starting some great sleep habits from day one 
so that when kids are at a great age to start sleeping independently, they will kind of do so and slide into that with a little bit more ease. Uh, but truly, though, it's it's never too late. You know, I work with babies from all ages, like up to toddlers, even kiddos who are about 10 years old. We know as adults that sleep is important. And I think we've, we may have all felt it a little bit, even as the time change just happened. Sleep is just important in general. It's important for adults, but it's so important for our kids. And we kind of tend to gloss over that a little. Uh, it's really well known that sleep is good for growth. Like we're talking neurological, physiological development. It helps the heart. It can affect blood sugar regulation. It helps our kids fight off germs. So we also know that when a baby is overtired, their bloodstream can be filled with stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. So all of that, right? So um, I'm a firm believer that a well-rested baby uh, makes for a healthier, happier child, a happier, you know, set of parents and, a, and a, a happier home. So parents need to do what they feel feel is best for their child. And for some parents, um, co-sleeping is awesome. That really works for them. For some families, you know, having contact naps or even napping on the go works for them if they're, if they're really busy. So um, I was actually a co-sleeping mama until it just didn't work for me anymore. If some of those strategies aren't working or they're not preferred anymore, or say they're just not sustainable, then that's where uh, sleep training comes in. And that's where I come in as a sleep consultant and giving kiddos those really great skills to learn how to self-soothe. It just sets them up for really great sleep from day one for the rest of their lives. I'm glad that you mentioned all of that because my son started sleeping through the night at about two and a half months. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> like we have this down. And then all of a sudden, a month later or a month and a half later, he started, stopped doing that. And we were back to being sleep deprived. Like, oh my gosh, what did we do wrong? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and, and that's when we started to look into sleep training and it was overwhelming with the amount of information that's out there. So it was kind of like, Okay, I, I had to just shut down and ask friends because there's just so much information yes. and you don't even know where to start. So it's so nice to just hear you share all of that because it's yeah. kind of like one place to be able to go and know where to kind of start with your baby. For sure. And I'm really glad you mentioned that too, because especially now as moms, um, we're so fortunate to, to have all these communities out there, right? We've got Facebook groups and mom groups and, oh man, I don't think I would have survived without them. But uh, the wealth of knowledge and information is overwhelming. And I will find that when I start to work with some parents, they'll say, oh my goodness, you know, I tried to do this A, B, and C for a, a few days, but then, you know, it, I don't know if it was working or it wasn't working or I was unsure. And so, you know, then I kind of stopped and now I'm so frustrated. And, and that's kind of what can happen. It can lead to frustration for the parents because they don't know if they're doing something right for their child. Um, but then it also leaves the baby feeling really confused <laughs> because there's this starting, this stopping, you know? So um, yes, it's absolutely great to reach out to somebody if you're not sure or you need some help. So like I said, my son was sleeping through the night and all of a sudden he started to wake up again. And I, as a parent, you question yourself, is it because he's hungry? Because like he was able to hold it, you know, sleep for mm -hmm. 10 hours. Like, how is it that now he's hungry again? So there's all of these different, I guess, 
questions that you ask yourself as a parent with that, like if you do sleep train and they start waking up because whether it might be a leap or whatever teething, is it a good idea to give them that dream feed or to feed them in the middle of the night? Yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's a big topic too. A lot of moms will ask me this question and you talked about teething and and leaps and all of that stuff. There's so much to get into, but uh, usually when I talk to parents and I start to, you know, have that first call and dig into what's going on and they'll tell me that their child has been, or has started to once again, wake multiple times during the night, you know, like every hour, every couple hours and the instinct I feel like for the parent is to feed. Right. But um, I feel like it starts to come out in the conversation that the mom will usually say that they'll feed their baby, but they're really not eating a lot. And moms will comment frequency that they feel like they're being used as a soother. So that tells me right there, if a baby isn't having a lot of that big gulping feed, that um, they truly don't need that, that they're using that feed as a bit of a prop. So they're depending on it to get them back to sleep. So no, I honestly, I would encourage that if you are sleep training your child, and they are going through the night, they have already proven to you that they can do it. And um, adding in that feed on occasion can be very confusing for a child. Um, So we want to be really consistent with that. And we really want to start transferring those calories uh, to the daytime, getting that baby really to eat, having that food and eating during the day. Thank you. That was really useful. And because I mean, I ask myself that all the time, especially with him teething right now. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> teething is real. It it's re- it definitely is a great way to make sure that parents are sleep deprived. <laughs> right. And it's so great that we don't remember feeling our teeth coming in because it can't be pleasant. Oh, oh. I know. I wish I could take that away for him. You know, just feel (laughs) I could take that pain so he could sleep and then we could all sleep. Exactly. I know. And the thing about teething is, um, and same thing, you know, with sickness and illness, the, the real deal behind this is that our babies, our kids, they're going to teeth till they're like two years old. Teething is not a great reason to disrupt sleep. In fact, children who sleep through the night and have really good self-soothing skills tend to breeze through teething easier because they're not going to wake up as much at night to feel it. And this goes for illness as well. And then during the day, you know, when we're rested as adults, we have a higher tolerance for things. We have a higher tolerance. And same with kids, you know, when they're getting a good rest through the night, they're going to have a higher tolerance for, say, that pain threshold of teething, like all those little life stressors that are going to be thrown at our kids. So um, I love working with families when things like this pop up because, yes, these these little things are going to pop up and I want to help them tackle some of these challenges so that you can still support your baby while they're going through them, but also um, keeping sleep on track. I like that you mentioned the self-soothing. For many parents, it's tough to let babies sometimes cry for a little bit, especially as little ones. That one was really hard for me at first, but after, you know, we did the sleep training for, I think a couple of days, he was able to completely stop because he realized like, oh, doesn't matter if I cry for two minutes, mom, isn't going to come get me right away. I'm okay. I'm safe. You know, we would check on him, but he is, has definitely learned to self-soothe. And I think that's what was so helpful with sleep training for me too, just to be like, it's okay to let him learn to self-soothe and to realize that it's okay to cry. 
you're safe. You're fine. Mom and dad are here. We'll walk in if we really need to. That is a big, that's a biggie for parents, right? It is so, it can be so tough for us to hear our children cry. One minute can feel like an eternity, but yes, it is okay. We do know, and we make sure that our children are safe. They're fed, they're clothed, they're warm, they're in a safe spot, right? And I kind of like to bring it around to this too. I, I look at that as there's different types of stress responses. And I look at this as a positive stress response because it's brief, it's mild, it's, you know, in magnitude, it's, it's uh, not a toxic stress response. Um, and it's also a stress response in which a caring and responsible adult is there to help the child cope. Sleeping and learning to self-soothe can be considered this type of response. Um, something else that you could relate to maybe is like a child who's dealing with frustration or maybe the anxiety associated with the first day at a childcare center or a daycare, right? But when those situations are buffered um, by an environment of support, these stress responses are actually, a, can be looked at as a growth promoting um, event, an element of normal development. So it actually helps our kids provide opportunities to learn and observe and practice healthy adaptive responses. So it's just another way to kind of frame it for parents who might be a little bit worried about their child crying, because I know that can be very tough. You know, my son is now learning to crawl. He's doing the army crawl and sometimes he'll get frustrated and he might cry a little because he cannot get to something fast enough. And it's kind of, I feel like the sleep training helped me let him cry and get frustrated a little and let him realize like, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're frustrated and I'm not going to come pick you up because I know if I just come and pick you up or give you the toy that you want, then I'm not teaching you to go after and just kind of get over that frustration and be a little bit resilient, even as a baby. I would love to just hear what you have to say about multiples because you have all of this direct experience with (laughs) belief training littles. Oh man, I love it. Yes, I'm a I'm a twin mom. I never thought I'd say that, but here I am and it's such a blessing. As a mom, I mean, you know, having more having twins it's it's just a little bit harder to figure out logistically. Um whether it's one or two or three. But as a twin mom, oh my goodness, I do know how overwhelming uh it can feel with two babies. Right? And even just as a mom of a single baby, some you don't know, are they tired? Are they hungry? And what schedule to put them on? And man, with twins, it's just, it's literally double all of that. I love working with twins. It's, um, I do kind of have the majority of the work I do is with twins. So I'm, and I'm, I love it. The twins are so cool. Um, and I'm so grateful to help parents of multiples get sleep, get their kids, you know, knowing when to feed, when to sleep, getting them on the same schedule, majority of time working sleep training with both of them in the same room. Uh, because twins, like they, they start interacting in the womb at like, I don't know, 14 weeks or something. So they're so used to each other. They're used to each other's cries and they're used to being there for each other. So it's really fun sleep training uh, twins. I really enjoy it. And it's absolutely possible. I can only imagine how challenging it is. I have a friend that has twins and she would tell me stories about, you know, how they had to try to get them on the same schedule, even with like feedings. And you just don't think about that as a parent of just one, (laughs) how hard it is with just one. Definitely. Truly, it must, must be much harder with more than one little one. 
It can be. It can be. Yeah, it can be a little bit more challenging, but definitely doable. So since you did mention that they usually tend to be in the same room, it is possible to sleep train even if there is somebody else sleeping in the same room as the baby, regardless of age? For sure. So if, if say, for example, there's a family with, you know, a toddler who's like a little older, like four or five, and then maybe, you know, the family wants to start sleep training the baby who is now, you know, four months old. Um, definitely. So we can work with that. I like to, in the, that beginning stages, maybe separate the two kiddos at first, because we want to honor that older child and that older child's sleep. But and also making sure that um, the parents can be there to gently guide and help the young infant who is learning to sleep on its own, on his or her own. And then once we're done working together and that younger child has developed great sleep skills, then we can usually pull those two kids back together in the same room. Thank you yeah, so, so much so for totally sharing doable. all of that. Is there any other advice, recommendations, or anything that you feel would be really important to help parents that are? starting to consider sleep training and kind of just where to go first? Yeah, I'd love to give a few tips too to some of the parents. Some things that you can do just to start is making sure you're using really good age appropriate wake windows for your child, right? We don't want to get into kids who are up too long um, or up not up long enough. So overtired or undertired children, that's not good. Making sure you're developing a really great nap and bedtime routine that suits your family and making sure that it's consistent. Consistency is key when working with little ones. We always want to increase production of melatonin, increase sleep pressure. So making sure your child's room is really nice and dark. And also a really big, big tip is try to put your baby into their crib or their sleep space awake. So we always want our babies going into, into bed awake. So those are some little tips I have, but I, I feel like the recommendations or advice that I could give would just be, you know, to follow your gut, follow your gut and intuition as a parent, uh, do what is best for you and your family. Um, and that can also mean regardless of what grandma and grandma have to say, or other friends may have to say, do what you feel is best for you. And, you know, don't be afraid to reach out if you need help. Sleep does not have to be this elusive thing. You know, connect with a sleep consultant that you trust. There truly is no badge of honor for being sleep deprived. You know, know if that if you need help, it's there and it can really, really help you be, you know, a more rested, be more rested, uh, be more patient and help you be more present in the moment with your kids. Just really do what you feel you need to do. Thank you for all of that. And I'll uh, make sure to link link you for this episode. And that way, if people are interested in learning more about what you offer, they can reach out to you for consultations. Sleep training is very, very important. And again, I didn't realize that until it was affecting me. <laughs> and yeah, like, okay. for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us and share all of this great information regarding how to help us and our babies get some of that rest. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you anytime. Thank you so much. I was I'm so happy to help. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.